Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent, and it's a real pleasure to welcome you to today's program. As you can see, we're in a different location for this, this program. We're in the West Coast with our friends at Loma Linda Broadcasting Network. We have a very special program for you. The program today is all about church time evangelism, and our special guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Chad, Hi. welcome. Hi, good to see you. Yeah, you too. Chad, just tell us briefly a little about your church. I pastor a church in the Central Valley of California, Visalia, California, uh, a growing church, praise the Lord. And I also oversee a church plant, the Ark, there in Visalia as well. Okay. So you, your church, you do quite a bit of church time evangelism? Yeah. Our first, my first three years there were, were built totally around the idea of grow from the church worship service. Terrific. Okay. Yeah. Now, just help us understand what, what is church time evangelism? Well, it's looking at the worship service as every time that we gather together as an opportunity to reach people for Jesus, rather than it simply being a collection of the saints or a gathering of the saints. It is a, it is a true opportunity to, to win souls for Jesus Christ. Terrific. Okay. Now, coming on to the greeters then. Yes. So the, the greeters are more than just handing out a newsletter or a bulletin. Yes. Yeah. What, what do you do to particularly instruct the greeters of your church? We encourage our greeters to, to we've, we've tried to drill into them the idea that they're more than just bulletin dispensers. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been to churches where someone hands you a bulletin and the moment that you receive it, no one else greets you. So we try to tell them, you're more than bulletin dispensers. You open doors, you say hello to everybody. We encourage our greeters, if someone asks for directions, you walk them to the location where they're needing to go, uh, rather than just saying it's around the corner or go over there. We always try to make sure that our greeters have their faces towards the door and they're not huddled in a holy huddle missing someone that walks in the door. Right. So that then they're not necessarily behind a, a, a desk. No, no, we have our greeters like out there. We have people at a welcome center, right. but we also have people at the doors and we have people at uh, in the main foyer and then on uh, as we have available too, we put people in the parking lot. Okay. Now oftentimes when people are coming to a church first time, they're they can be a little uncomfortable about divulging too much information. Yes. You know, name, address, phone yeah. number, all that type of thing. Yeah. Do you have a visitor's book? We do not. Okay. Um, one of the reasons is, is because a lot of visitor's books I've seen have a lot of scribbling in them from kids. You know, no one pays attention to, to that and then it can look cluttery for the guests. The other thing is, is when someone puts their name down in that context, there's some sort of expectation, but you know, I've signed my name in a lot of guest books and I've never received any contact, yes. and so it's almost frivolous for it to be, to, to have it there. And we don't want too much pressure at the beginning. Let's let them get through the worship service before we actually ask them to uh, surrender information. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think you're really hitting an important point, particularly about the greeters, because, you know, I've, I've listened to, to other pastors yes. who are involved with church time evangelism, and the point that they make is that people will forget what the preacher says, mm -hmm. they'll forget some things that they see, but they'll never forget how they're treated. Exactly. So that the role of the greeter in treating not only the guests, but all people. Yeah. Because we, 
we can be sure that not only will guests be looking and considering how they're being treated, yes. but they'll be looking at how others are being treated as well. Well, Jesus said, by this all men will know that you're my disciples, that you have love one to another. And so we really encourage that as well. You're, it's not just about the guests. We love everybody that walks through the doors our members and everybody so that so that the guests can observe that. Sure. So the size of your church, how yes. many people do you normally have attending? We average between 350 to 420 on a given Sabbath. And how many people would you have greeting that, that kind of a... Um, in our first, for our first service, we have uh, three greeters. And in our second service, we have five greeters. Right. Yeah. And are they greeting people primarily when they come into the, the foyer or the, the entry area of the church? Well, again, we have greeters on the doors. And right. then we also have a couple of greeters that stand in the, in the main common foyer area. Right. And so the greeters on the doors will usually open a door, give a bulletin. And then the greeters in the common foyer area will, will welcome them. And then we do... Uh, uh, Pastor Anthony, we also tell people, our entire congregation, that we're all greeters. Because we know that if people can get four or five uh, welcomes, hellos, they're going to be more likely to think in their mind, this is a friendly church, I want to come back here. Yeah. And so yeah. everybody's a greeter. So we have our assigned greeters, but we tell our church family, you are all part of this evangelistic mission. You're all greeters. Right. Now, do you have anything to distinguish a visitor, like a name tag or anything like that? We don't do any name tag to distinguish visitors. Um, you know, some churches feel that that's, that's uh, key and a necessity. But, but I found that, that, that visitors often find offensive the things that we think are so great. Exactly. And so we try not to draw them out right away. We don't make them stand up and introduce themselves uh, because before I knew Jesus, I went to a church and someone made me do that. And I thought to myself, I never want to go back there again. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. So letting people just comfortably come in yes. and experience a worship exactly. and, and being welcoming and loving exactly. seems to be what you're describing here. Exactly. Now, we'd like to talk with you more about what happens during the actual service time. Okay. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Church Time Evangelism and our special guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Now, Chad, in the, before the, the, the break, we yeah. looked at how people enter the church, the mm -hmm. greeting and so forth. Let's look at the substance of the worship service itself. Okay. Tell us a little about your Church Time Evangelism worship service. What, what does it look like? Well, we've tried to simplify things. Uh, a lot of things that, again, are, are considered normal and, and within church services are unfamiliar to guests. And so we want to think about the guests. So we've tried to simplify everything down. What we've done is we've taken out pretty much an announcement time. Instead, we do a time called in community. And that's a time when I stand up and I have an opportunity to just dialogue with the, with the congregation and all share some things about my week or I'll share some things about uh, what's happening with our staff and, and to kind of create a warmth within the worship service. And then we also... So you start with that? That's the very first thing? We start thing? actually, the very first thing we start with is, is, is a song. 
Okay. And we go straight out of a song, I have a prayer, straight out of the song, just a quick, simple prayer, mm -hmm. um, thanking God, usually in connection with what we've just sung about, thanking God for his blessings. And then we uh, go into that in community time. And in that in community time, we just are, and that's a time when we do actually share some announcements, but it's not an announcement time. Right, okay. And, um, so we can dialogue about all kinds of things. That's when we introduce our connection card, which we're gonna talk about later. And, and we, we make mention of our tithes and offerings. We have no offering appeal within our uh, church service. Okay. Uh, we make no mention of, of uh, no one gets up front and says, today's offering is for, or we expect you to give this, or we don't do any of that because so often, People fumble through that, and we mm -hmm. want the service to be very clean. We want, we want no distractions. If we can avoid any distractions, the devil wants to distract everybody. Right. So we want to avoid adding to those distractions. So distractions from what? What's the main focus of your worship service? The main focus of our worship service is that we want people to feel blessed through the music, connected to Christ through the prayer time, mm -hmm. and then feel like they've got it they've received a solid message from the scriptures. Okay, okay. So you've done the community time. Our in community time, and then we go into a time of prayer. Right. We invite people if they're able to kneel, but we tell them they can stand or they can sit. And then we have an elder that just goes straight into a prayer. And then we go into singing. Okay. And we sing until we preach. Right, okay. Yeah. And what, what type of songs do you normally sing? We have an eclectic style of, of worship mm -hmm. um, and so we do praise songs we do hymns we don't sing out of hymnals everything's on the screen these days but sure but we do uh, do do praise songs and hymns and a mix we do some gospel which is fun every now and then yeah southern gospel and mm -hmm. uh, black gospel so it's wonderful right okay so. and then you typically preach and then I preach yes right how long is is your sermon normally um, well, I've been working on that, actually. Okay. We're trying to get it between about 30 to 35 minutes, but I would say that on average, I've typically been about 35 to 42. But I'm trying to get it to 30 to 35, again, to simplify things, recognizing that, that um, people can only handle so much, and especially because we have so many young families attending, if they have kids or, or they haven't been to church very often, uh, the attention span's different. Yeah. Now, just talking of kids, do you have a children's story? Uh, we don't have a children's story because in second service, we have children's church every single week. Okay. And that's for ages three to six. We have a nursery for zero to two, and we have a children's church for ages three to six. Now, many of our families choose still family-style worship, and we, we completely support that and promote that. But we recognize that there's a number of people that, that have never been to church before. And if you have a three-year-old, I have three boys, Anthony, that are five years and un under. And, and plenty of energy. Plenty of energy. And, and so my wife shares with me. That's another reason why I'm going 30 to 35 minutes. My wife says, Chad, tone it down. So, uh, but, but we know that there's many people that come that have not grown up in church. And the idea of getting a kid to sit still in church is foreign to them. And so we have a children's church in that time as well. Right, okay. Now let's come on to the, the content of your sermon. What, what, okay. what are the, some of the things that you typically preach in a church time evangelism sermon period? Well, what I preach is, I, in, in, 
I preach very, um, a varied, I preach the full word of God. So I preach a varied, uh, uh, again, eclectic subjects. And I don't avoid uh, Adventist doctrine within that. I don't know, it's not just fluff. And I, I believe the sermon time, you can still get to the meat of things. Sure. You don't have to, to uh, uh, get away from that. The thing that we try to do within our sermons though, is think about the language that we use. So I'm not saying things like my favorite author, or the inspired pen of, you know, we don't say things, uh, we don't talk about pathfinders and, and expect no one, everyone to know what that is. Right. So we'll mention things, we'll say pathfinders, and then I'll turn and I'll say, which is like, you know, boys or Girl Scouts. Yeah. And we'll just make sure that we, that we clarify our points and we use language that is familiar to everybody. So even if you're uh, not a member of our a denomination, you would still know and be familiar with what we're saying. We That's, try to avoid big words like propitiation or things like of that. Of course, yeah, yeah. So you're presenting biblical material. Yeah. Um, are you calling for a decision? At the end of every uh, sermon, we do call for some sort of action or response okay. to, um, the, to the message that has been given. Right. Now, with the, the, the people who are attending, do you give them Bibles? Are there pew Bibles? Do you use text on the screen? We do a mix. There's pew Bibles, there's text on the screen, but more and more, um, and I learned this somewhat from Elizabeth Talbot, she says if you put too much on the screen, it's a distraction, and actually the, the best visual is you as the preacher. Okay. Uh, Pastor Elizabeth Talbot shared that with me. And, and so, so we try to remember that. We encourage people to pull out their iPhones or their smartphones or their tablets, recognizing that many of them have Bibles on there. Or I'll even tell people, if you go to the App Store right now, you can, buy, you can I don't say buy, it's <laughs> okay. Sabbath morning, but I say you can, you can download a free Bible app mm -hmm. right now on your, mm -hmm. on your, on your uh, smartphone or your tablet. So we'll, we'll share things like that with people. And then of course we have the Pew Bibles uh, that we encourage people to read. And, and anybody that comes up to us afterwards, we've had this several times, if someone comes up to us and says, you know, I don't have a Bible, uh, we always try to make sure that we give them a Bible. For sure, uh, yeah. For, for them to take home and have, so. Right, okay. So, so far, Chad, we've looked at how people come into the mm -hmm. church, the entry process, the worship service itself, mm -hmm. but there's another very significant component, and that is how the sermon finishes, that the appeal, yes. um, the response card that yes. you use, and even how people farewell the church. Yes. And we, we'd like to explore that and how your church does that okay. as well. Okay. So we'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion straight after this break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Church Time Evangelism and our guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Now Chad, just before the break, we yeah. looked at the worship service itself and we came to like the culmination yeah. of, of your sermon. Yeah. So how do you conclude your sermon? We conclude our sermon by introducing our connection card and that connection card sometimes is generic, but most of the time we'll have 
um, some next steps that people can take in response to the sermon. Okay. And so we'll turn that card over. We'll ask people to turn, to fill it out, turn that card over, and to and to respond to those things that that we've mentioned. We also there point out that if someone would like Bible studies or information on the church, that they can fill that out there as well. Okay. So the connection card is basically calling for some decision. Some sort of decision, yes. Okay. And it's inviting people to have a closer experience with Bible study, with Jesus Christ, that type of thing. Exactly. And what information are you asking from the respondents? We tell them to give us as much information as they're comfortable with giving us. Okay. On the front of the card, it gives an opportunity for them to give uh, email address, phone number, personal address, their name, their age group, if they're a first, second, or third time guest, or a regular attender or a member. Um, it has a, some lines if they'd like to give us some feedback. And so they are able to decide what they want to fill out. But we say to them simply, give us as much information as you're comfortable with giving us. And then they respond in that way and they turn the card over and check it. And once they've done that, then we have a time of prayer there. Um, because as you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that seals these decisions. Yeah. You know, them dropping it into an offering plate because we collect our tithes and our offerings at the end of our worship service in response to God. Okay. So them dropping that in the plate doesn't seal that, but what seals it is, is that Holy Spirit conviction on their heart. And so we pray for that moment specifically. Great. Now, let me just ask, the, the people that fill it in, yes. how much information do they normally share? The guests share quite a bit. Okay. We encourage our members to do it because we tell our members that if the guests see you doing it, yes. then they're more likely to do it. Exactly. And so our members just throw on their name and, you know, and sometimes if they have a change of address, they'll throw something on there. Mm -hmm. But the guests we actually find fill out quite a bit. And I think, and we've seen a change in this. So at the, we used to do a connection card without the end of the sermon response. And we'd get from our guests only a name and maybe an email address or or maybe just a name and telling us if they're a guest or not, but we wouldn't get as much information. But once they've gone through the entire service, once they've experienced the friendliness, once they've, they've had the conviction on their heart through the, the music, the message, or the prayers, then we see them give almost all the information. Right. They yeah. become much more comfortable. In just one hour, we've become friends. Exactly. And so they're much more comfortable with giving a friend that information. And so, so our guests regularly give us all their information. Right, okay. So you mentioned before that they return the card in with the offering collection. Yes. And do you call, for, as the preacher, do you call for the offering? Like I said, we really have no offering call. Okay, we, people we just simply, put money in without... We simply say, um, as, as the plates come by for the tithes and offerings, you can go ahead and put your connection card in there. And then we sing a song. And while we sing a song, the deacons get up, everyone remains seated. The deacons get up and they collect the offerings. And sometimes if I have a, a, a bigger appeal, then I'll sometimes tell the deacons, don't collect the offering and we'll collect it at the back door. And my treasurer always gets a little nervous about that, but God's blessing and we're moving forward. But that's how we do it. We, don't, we try not to make we want people to give in response to how God's moved on their hearts, and we've seen that, that God is blessed in that way. Excellent. So there's, there's music, and then people 
are free to leave. Uh, after the music, we have one closing prayer. So we have about four prayers during the entire worship service from the very introduction prayer and then the time of prayer with the elder and then mm -hmm. the prayer sealing that decision at the end of the sermon. And then we have a closing prayer. And usually in the closing prayer, what we focus on is encouraging everybody to go out and to, to live in such a way that they've just responded to, to living, so. Right, okay. And, and then people are free to go. Right, okay. And what would you suggest would be a, a good opportunity for, for the visitors, the guests, then to connect with some of the other people that have been attending? What, how do you facilitate that? Um, that's facilitated in that we encourage our greeters to stay by in the foyer. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have that. We also have people that we specifically have in a ministry role um, that are our minglers. So we call it the ministry of mingling. And their, their purpose and intention is to go around and meet new people, to watch for new people specifically. Right. And so we have the ministry of mingling at our church. And again, we tell our whole membership that this is everybody but we specifically have a few people that, that we've said, okay, now you make sure, and they, they do the ministry of mingling. And then we have a welcome center as well, and we encourage people as they're leaving, feel free to stop by the welcome center, pick up a packet about our church. Um, we, you know, sometimes we'll have a gift for them, whatever it may be, and we, we do that type of thing. And then we really connect with people in the follow-up, because in those, those connection cards, then during the course of the week, people will get a, a, a card from us saying thank you for attending. They'll get a gift from us in the mail saying thank you for attending. We give them a Jamba Juice card. You took the time to invest in us. We want to invest in you. Enjoy a Jamba Juice on us. So a Jamba Juice, some of our viewers may not oh, know what yes. a Jamba Juice is. Worldwide audience. Yeah. Uh, Jamba Juice is a, is a healthy smoothie place. And okay. so uh, um, I learned this from one pastor. He gave Starbucks cards. I, I don't drink coffee, okay. uh, so I so I figure well let's do Jamba Juice, Terrific. and uh, so we gave we give out those Jamba Juice cards, which is like a kind of healthy smoothie bar, fruit smoothies. So, and I imagine that Chad, your your church is bathing all of these services in prayer. Yes, and prayer is a, a major focus. Yes, we have a prayer team that um, a, a group of people that pray through the entire first service, and then we have prayer warriors that are sitting throughout the congregation praying in the midst of uh, the worship service as well. And so we do bathe everything in prayer. Of course, we gather to pray for the service as well. So. Wow, that's, that's very yeah. impressive. And your church, God is blessing. God is blessing. In the last five years, we've, we've baptized nearly 200 people and we've uh, doubled in attendance and the Lord is, the Lord is moving. Praise God. Yeah. That's wonderful. So. Well, Chad, thanks so much for coming on to Ministry in Motion. Thank you for having we me. really appreciate your insights and, and what you've been able to share. Thank you. And we're delighted that you've joined us for this program on Ministry in Motion as well. Practical, helpful insights. We'd like to offer you the resources too on our website, ministryinmotion.tv. If you visit that website, there you'll find a vast array of resources resources that will help you. You can share these resources with others. You can even watch all of the programs that we've produced here in Ministry in Motion as well. But we'd like to invite you to join us next time on Ministry in Motion. Until then, may God bless you and your ministry richly. Bye for now.